0: Welcome to Any Sporting Question, I'm Graham Bell. I'm a bit under the weather today as the cold bug seems to have struck me down, but I'm still here making the effort to bring you a show despite my predicament. And joining me in the studio today is a man who never gets ill, but I suppose that when you're a master, you just never, ever, ever get cold.
1: (laughs) Daniel Cleary, how are we? I'm very well, Graham Bell. <laughs> can I can I deduct points already for that moaning about being ill?
0: Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a little bit under the weather, so I can't. Don't seem like I'm speaking very well today, listeners. I do apologise, but we're here once again. Six questions, 45 seconds, and just one winner. And the point scoring system that have got you all talking on the forums is back. So as always, if it's one point, you hear this. If it's two points, you hear this. <coughs> and this is the noise that everybody loves to hear. <laughs> and once again, the noise to make small children laugh at us in the street for a point off is. Oh. <laughs> It's much like the story in my life, that sound. Anyway, it's once again we are here and we're going to have to start with cricket. But it's off-field matters today as Alan Stanford has been laid, has had four charges laid against him in relation to an estimated eight billion dollars. Now Stanford is currently on the run somewhere. He tried to fly out of America last night, but he didn't get very far as his passport was held. But somehow he managed to escape again. That doesn't make
1: any sense, but it did happen. Dan, what does this mean for the world of cricket, though? To be honest with you, Graham, I think it's cause for a celebration. Um... Especially if Stanford does turn out to be a crook. I never liked Stanford. He always struck me as being self-motivated. He was just throwing cash around. And he was an egomaniac. I don't think he had the creativity or flair to complete with the IPL. His Stanford series was poor cricket and largely uninteresting. And uh, the man didn't like test cricket. For me, he's no loss.
0: I think it's, it's a huge blow for West Indian English cricket. Stanford piled the money into the West Indies cricket board. And as a result, they had a relatively successful tournament. And it looked like they were going to have stable footing. But I think this is actually going to now throw a lot of support behind the IPL. It's really going to affect the Premier 20 or the EPL, whichever version you want to call it. The English cricket board had hoped that Stanford would be the major investor in the tournament. Instead, in a credit crunch world, it looked like the Premier 20 may not now take off and more English players will have to ply their trade in the IPL.
1: We're getting there. There we are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Graham, if we move on, uh, once again, ECB chairman Giles Clarke has his head on the block. Um and if he's got any integrity left, uh, should he resign in the wake of this Stanford affair? So let's ask it.
0: Giles Clark, for me, is a really interesting one, because when he was at Somerset, he did a really remarkable thing with that county. He dragged it away from the 80s era of Botham, Gardner, Richards, got rid of all that history and built them into a new role, which culminated when they won the 2020 with Smith as captain. And to be honest, when he first went for the UCB, I really wanted, I thought he'd be an excellent leader, but I think he's got into the bureaucracy of the ECB, and he's changed as a result of it. And let's face it, it might be his signature on that piece of paper with Stanford, but the rest of the board has got to be held accountable as well for what has happened
1: well, well graham um, like perhaps but i think he's got to go um the stanford series is one thing but this fraud is another uh, I've said before on the show, Graham, that England haven't progressed as a team since 2005. The Championship still has too many counties for me. Clark's been obsessed with a bunch of 2020 events that either haven't or now won't materialise. Something's wrong if the counties want to see this guy re-elected unopposed, especially with that track record. I think Stanford's not the only fraud in English cricket. Oh,
0: indeed. Strong words. It's almost fighting there. Right, we'll move over to football now. A new way boss Michel Platini has suggested that plans are afoot to cap the spending of teams' wages and on transfer fees as well. Now, Dan, can you see this realistically taking place?
1: Not really, Graham. Um, supply and demand and capitalism will rule the day here, I fear. Uh, I think wage caps and transfer fees needed capping a long time ago if they were to be successful. Um, it'll make the accounting quite complicated. There'll be end up being some sort of bonus loophole that gets exploited... Uh, For me, a great idea in principle, but clubs build brands off the players they sign, and through large revenue streams, lots of investment and other staff will go to waste. I don't see it coming in. Platini's just resenting the Premier League.
0: It's like a finance special today, and you'd never guess that Dan was a business student with that answer either, would you? I can't see it happening. As much as there'll be loads of other teams wanting caps on spending, I don't think it will happen. There'll always be an owner that wants to plough money into something and raise their name as a result of it. Platini believes he is the saviour of European football. I think he forgets that English aspirations are a lot different to those in France Spain and Germany neither of us Platini fans
1: obviously then it's 7-6 going into the last three questions Dan's in the lead
0: oh it's tight at the moment
1: well Graham with relation to more spending (laughs) in this finance special of ASQ in rugby union Wasps will lose three big name players over the summer to the French championship Is this the beginning of the end for the Guinness Premiership since the glories of 2003? The Premiership has actually been going this
0: way for a long time, mainly because of the number of Samoan, Fijian and Argentinian players that are joining the league for cheaper money than a better English player. And nine times out of ten, they actually do a better job than British players who will just complain they're injured all the time. Now, the big names (laughs) go and join the French League where they get paid handsomely and they're not under as many demands as the English game. The trouble is, internationally... Johnson now loses these players from the agreement that he's got with the RFU. This could be a really bad day for England rugby, let
1: alone the Premiership. For me, it comes down to the Premiership. Um, it just has to up its game. I think players have moved across the globe in football, cricket, ice hockey for many years. And if it improves the standard of rugby across the globe, that's got to be a good thing. Um, Metro linked with Wilkinson and the South African Francois Stain South African of the wo- South Africa are the world champions. <laughs> and I'm sure they're not fearing for their domestic game. I'm for anything if it makes the standard of rugby across the globe better it it even better. Exactly, now we've never dipped into non-league before and it's
0: not really a financial question on this one, but so let's go down the leagues as Fisher Athletic were led out by a female for last night's game against Eastleigh which she lost 2-1. Dan, is this the most
1: ludicrous thing you have ever heard a woman in charge of a football team? Well you say it's not a finance special Graham but this seems like a money saving exercise to me <laughs> no in all seriousness I have to admit a bit surprised but I'm all for it if she was the best for the job then so be it uh, they didn't do too badly either they only lost 2-1 I wish them well but I think more ludicrous has to be the sacking of big Phil Scolari last week or Matt Burrell's theme tune to this show Sex Bomb Shocking <laughs> <laughs> you're getting six points and I don't care that's taking the rip out of a barrel
0: it's brilliant anyway let's give her credit she actually raised 500 quid for a club and it was for charity but history seems to have taught Fisher Athletic nothing AFC Wallingford put Shelley Strange in temporary charge of their club and in her two games in charge she lost 4-1 and then even more embarrassingly she lost 11-0 and even worse <laughs> for her she broke her wrist in a training session brilliant it's brilliant I have to say well done to Fisher for doing it but please don't do it again guys it's just not worth it <laughs>
1: Oh, these are getting better, these questions. (laughs) (laughs) How many
0: points, Dan? Come on, how many
1: points? Go on, then, you can have three. Oh, he's so (laughs) kind! (laughs) He's too kind, he's too kind, he really is. Well, Graham, I'm bringing the mood down a little now. Sad note to finish.
0: Oh, dear. Let's get the sad music on, come on, come
1: on. As Richie Benno hangs up the microphone for the last time. Oh, no,
0: oh, no. 47
1: years in broadcasting. Is he the greatest cricket commentator, or greatest Um. commentator of all time?
0: you think of the voices that have covered sport over the years I mean football had Motti Barry Davis John Champion of the recent times rugby got Eddie Waring Eddie and Steve-O Bill McLaren cricket I mean even in cricket you've got Brian Johnston, Aggers, Bumble and of course Bill and Tony and Richie it's a toughy me we've both got personal preferences mine's Sid Waddell from darts I mean such comments oh, as that's no. the greatest comeback since There's Lazarus we couldn't no. have been more excited if Elvis walked in and asked for a chip this sandwich a he's as happy as a polar bear in a sauna and he's as cosy as a hedgehog oh, in a tumble God. dryer
1: that is one point for you Graham Ah, oh, there we are <laughs> I, I hate Sid Waddell <laughs> I've never liked him I'm sorry until you said the word Sid Waddell <laughs> that was a three point answer <laughs> damn um, I've shot myself in the foot <laughs> I've only got one word here and it's yes for me I'm a cricket enthusiast I, I, I love the sound of ah, and uh, what a wonderful wonderful servant to the game of cricket Always opinionated, always objective, fantastic.
0: As he got older, he got better, though, didn't he, really? He was like a fine wine in some respects. Yeah. <laughs> he also,
1: you had to love him because he got a little more senile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but bless his heart. Well, anyway, today, there's only one winner following two big answers. <laughs>
1: Master, fantastic performance today from you Thanks Graham, I I mean, I was really worried With the scoring system (laughs) But I think it's paid off
0: (laughs) I think it it was the ripping out of Burrell that's won you today's reward Anyway, it was 18 points to 12 for those of you Who keep count at home, thank you very much for tuning in To today's Any Sporting Question, my thanks as always Do go to the Master, Daniel Cleary No worries Graham And join me again on Tuesday when we will And I repeat, we will have the first lady Of ASQ in this studio Oh no, wait, hang on, it's Matt Burrell See you again soon, take care, bye bye <laughs>
1: Brilliant. <laughs>
0: Happy with that?